It's Thursday, December 31st, 2020. I'm Robert Woolsey, and joining me is Catherine Rose for KCAW's annual Year in Review. Well, it's Happy New Year, Catherine. How are you? Happy New Year, Rob. I'm doing really well, thanks. It's our year-ender time, and uh, COVID is such a big story in 2020 that it's like the pavement that all other stories rolled out on. Everything from school closures, the poor fishing season, the non-existent cruise season, to elections. There was hardly any news that wasn't somehow propelled by the pandemic. And while it's still too early to tell, hopefully we'll be looking back in a few months and calling the arrival of the vaccine one of the biggest stories of 2020. But we're still in the earliest stages of the vaccinations and providers are working out all the kinks in the delivery system. Yes, I have heard of a few kinks myself, Mm -hmm. but uh, that's inevitable. (laughs) So we'll circle back to COVID over the next 10 minutes, certainly. But I thought we could take turns talking about what we thought some of the biggest stories of 2020 were, whether or not they were directly related to the coronavirus. That sounds good. Why don't you go ahead, Rob? I'm giving my top spot in the news to the resolution of the Jessica Bagan cold case. Now, I know for newcomers to Sitka, this feels like something in the deep past. But for those of us who were here 25 years ago, Jessica's death left an indelible impression on how we thought about ourselves and our community. And the ending of the story is just as hard to understand as the beginning. Here's Alaska's Commissioner of Public Safety, Amanda Price. While Branch will never face a jury of his peers in this case, we can finally say that Jessica's case is solved. So the suspect, Steve Allen Branch, took his own life in Arkansas after investigators confronted him last August. They were led to him by a technique called genetic genealogy that's being used all over the country now to solve cold case crimes. And it's just so tragic that Sitka was on the forefront of all this. For me, this year, seeing Sitkins exercise their right to assemble over and over and over again, it wasn't just one story, it was many news stories. There were several demonstrations in Sitka following the death of George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man who was killed by Minneapolis police in May. In response, in Sitka, there were vigils and weekly demonstrations in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement that continued well into the fall. Sitkins also demonstrated in front of Centennial Hall to call for the removal of the statue of Alexander Baranoff. Here's Dion Brady Howard speaking at the first demonstration in June. This monument is not about telling our history. It's not about acknowledging it. It's a monument. It's a place of honor for someone who does not deserve our honor. A petition to remove the statue received nearly 3,000 signatures. The assembly ultimately voted to relocate the statue to the Sitka History Museum, and plans are in the works to replace it with a new monument in 2021. You know, 2020 will definitely be remembered as the year of adaptation, when we had to change so many basic behaviors about how we lived and worked. You know, you and I are chatting on the radio, but we're really home at our kitchen tables. And while it's only been a year for adults, one unusual year, for school children, a year's disruption in their social and academic lives is a very big thing. We had a taste of what it was like during a two-hour listening session with the school district earlier this month. Many hearts were laid bare at that meeting, I remember. But this comment by a parent, Teal West, has remained with me since that day. I've watched a vibrant 12-year-old that was in silks, softball, basketball, uh, girls on the run, 
you name it, she did it. She's now in nothing. You know, Catherine, I can't help but feel that we owe our children another year of learning in class with Sitka's excellent teachers, of playing sports and music together, or just hanging out with friends. Yeah, the pandemic really threw a wrench in so much and affected so many things. It, it really deeply affected local politics. The Assembly and Sitka Tribe received millions of dollars in CARES Act relief funding and spent months figuring out how to spend it. The Assembly tried to develop COVID policies. Several varied attempts at masking mandates didn't pass muster at the Assembly table, in large part because the public was very divided on whether it wanted more restrictions. When it came time for municipal elections in October, it was really clear that the dramatically different year had energized local political engagement. Eight people ran for seats on the assembly, two for mayor, three for school board, and national issues, namely the coronavirus and navigating the financial repercussions of the virus. But also social and racial justice fueled the local election, and tensions were heightened over racist comments made by candidates and threatening language published by one candidate to social media. As a result, we saw the highest local election turnout in the last 15 years. And Sitka elected two new women to the assembly, Crystal Duncan and Rebecca Hemshoot. Hemshoot is a teacher who served on the State Board of Education. There's nobody who doesn't want good things for our community. So how we get to those good things is the crux of the matter. And so um, if we can respectfully learn from each other the steps that we all want to take, I think that we'll all benefit. Duncan, who works for the Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium, was spurred to run after she became involved in the effort to remove the Baranoff statue over the summer. Yeah, as I was at the assembly meeting where they were going to take a vote, I looked up and I realized that I didn't see myself reflected in the current membership. And so that had me bringing up questions of access and diversity. Sitka elected a new mayor, two-term assembly member Stephen Eisenbeis, and Blossom Twitchell and Andrew Hames were elected to Sitka's school board. I think we've done years in review in the past where we've dwelled more on Sitka's seafood and tourism economies. Both were definitely caught in the downstream effects of the pandemic this year. But there were some bright spots. The Ocean Victory is coming to Sitka's industrial park next summer for what's called turnarounds in the business offloading one group of passengers and bringing on board another. It's supposed to be far more lucrative than a regular port of call and an excellent niche for Sitka in the cruise market. And Sitka's commercial fishing fleet stepped up when their traditional markets were almost eliminated by the virus. The Alaska Longline Fishermen's Association led an effort to use grant funds to distribute seafood to Alaskan communities where fish runs had collapsed. Jackie Foss and her husband fish for lingcod, coho, and king salmon aboard their 40-foot troller out of Sitka, and they were part of this effort. When you're starting out with unknown markets, unknown volume, unsure if you're going to be able to sell your fish anywhere, there was a lot of anxiety early on. The work of Alpha, Alaska Sustainable Fisheries Trust, and Catch Together helped stabilize markets in what otherwise may have been a total disaster. In 2020. There are some issues on the table Sitkins care about that got a little sidelined this year due to the pandemic, but are still going to need to be addressed moving forward. And one of those is childcare. Sitka has a major lack of childcare options for young parents. Pandemic social distancing restrictions and regulations made that even more apparent. 
But before the pandemic, we produced a series on Sitka's childcare shortage. We spoke to parents and providers and experts about what it would take to meet Sitka's childcare needs. One parent, Mackenzie Rose, was juggling babysitters in the morning and bringing her baby to work with her in the afternoons to make do. I mean, I feel like I'm not doing as good of a job at my job, and I'm not doing as good of a job at being a parent. I think a lot of parents feel like that. (laughs) You just, like, try to do as best as you can, but, I mean, I've definitely sat in here and just, like, cried. Yeah, you know, I can't help but think that after the pandemic, we're going to go back and look at some of these problems we were having before the pandemic, and there's going to be kind of a new approach to working and parenting, because this has been the year when parents all over the country have really been put to the test, and I think there's going to be some changes coming. Let's hope so. Catherine, I can't conclude my year in big stories without mentioning Sandy Polson, who was inducted into the Alaska Women's Hall of Fame this fall. Her Who Me response when the Hall of Fame called was just so classic Sandy. The Daily Sitka Sentinel has been a family-run business for over 50 years, and Sandy and Thad Polson are giants of small-town journalism. I just have to remind myself to smile modestly. Smile modestly? I'd say Sandy Polson has bragging rights. You know, Rob, usually we end these conversations having discussed the big stories and challenges of the year, and we try to sort of end it on an uplifting, unifying, positive note. But the reality of this year is that it's been like no other. Life has been upended by this virus for so many, and it's frankly a little exhausting to hear about it. COVID fatigue is very real, and the news can be difficult to swallow, especially when we're so disconnected from each other. But Sitkins did find little ways to connect this year, whether it was through a window at the Pioneer Home or enjoying a lot more outdoor time with friends and family. And It was inspiring to see how people adapted and found ways to bring joy to each other. Early in the pandemic, one bartender, Peter Menendez at Ernie's Old Time Saloon, made Sitkins a virtual drink and gave the viewer a chance to tell a joke. Really? No kidding. He said that? I can't believe... Well, you know, he does that kind of stuff. Yep, Menendez's video was a shot in the arm at a very dark and uncertain time for all of us. Hmm, nice choice of words there. Speaking of a shot in the arm, Rob, have you signed up for the vaccine yet? Yes, I'll post a link to the sign-up on the kcaw.org website, along with the phone number to call if you'd rather make an appointment that way. And then, maybe next year at this time, we'll be talking about 2021 sitting at the same kitchen table. I look forward to it, Catherine. Thanks so much. Thanks, Rob. Well, it's all-